recording. Welcome back hey. to Crappy Hollywood Reboots. I'm Casey. And I'm Trace. Welcome to our show. Welcome back, where we reboot Hollywood movies, and we make them the crap that Hollywood is, is going is going to put out. Yeah, we're like the weird middleman. <laughs> yeah, we're like the weird middleman that nobody asked for. <laughs> Literally no one asked, asked for this. <laughs> no, yeah, no one was like, hey, do this. Yeah. Mm. Um all right. Uh why don't we why don't we start off with um emails? Emails. We actually have emails. We actually have emails. Yeah. Um, um listeners, you've sent us emails. Yeah. It's great. Um we love having them in our in our email box. Yeah, we do. It 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 makes us seem legitimate. Um Kind of. And uh, the the first email comes from our pop culture correspondent. Um, In the field. Brittany. Um, she she sent, the, the first email that she sent is a article for the oh. new Pirates of the Caribbean reboot, baby. <laughs> and I... Like, I'll be honest, this is not even a reboot that I would have thought about. Same. Because why? Why would it happen? Honestly, it makes me happy because it it furthers our definition of Spider-Man and, like, Spider-Manning and makes it uh, yeah. legitimate. Because that's exactly what's happening. Um, well, y- yes... I don't know. This is this is only the second though. Yeah, but to be to be a true Spider-Man, you gotta have three. <laughs> I know, but they but they are on their way. Um, they they are they are on their way. They're on their way to spy, Spider-Manning pirates. So yeah, and if, apparently if that doesn't sound strange. I don't know what is. Apparently, Johnny Depp is not on board. Um, not because he doesn't well, not because he doesn't want to be, but because of recent um allegations against him. Well, c- yeah. Because he's he's uh, not not a good guy, right? Um, but anyway, thank you, Brittany, for bringing that to our attention. Uh, it Ooh. it makes us very sad uh, and very happy. Um, <laughs> and uh, sad, sad for sad for what Hollywood has become. Yeah. Happy because we profit on it. Yes, um, not really, but soon. And in uh, the second email from our uh, PCC our pop culture correspondent uh, <laughs> mm, uh she good. she t- is tells us or is bringing to our attention a king kong film that we left off of the list and it was uh king kong Uh-oh. there was a king kong in 1976 apparently um Ooh. so like that's huh. whatever <laughs> and then good to know uh, we're movie geniuses. yeah she writes um there is another King Kong film that was left out on the list, King Kong 1976. Not that this is important. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so in fact, King Kong has gone beyond the Spider-Man. Yeah, it is. It's and own. has 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 been rebooted three times now. Yeah, so maybe we should just we should uh, rename the the word King Konging. Uh, I don't like it. 
Uh, I'm not about <laughs> yeah. that. Nah, Spider Man Spider Manning just rolls off yeah, the tongue. I agree. And it sounds and like a Peyton everyone Manning's, knows about Spider Man. It sounds like Peyton Manning's uh long lost brother. Um Yeah, Spider Manning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's his yeah, that's his uh that's his brother that they're yeah. like, What his name of Spider? <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, uh and she also tells us that uh Dana Dana Carvey, we were wondering where, like, what's he do, what he's doing recently. And I swear, if he's retired to do like charity work, I'm gonna feel really bad about myself. <laughs> no, he, um, uh, there is something to make us feel bad, but oh. um, he apparently has a Netflix comedy special that came out a couple of years ago, uh, and she says okay. that Colin, her husband, and her have watched it, and um, it's really funny. Uh, one thing, That's good. one thing to note. Um, mm-hmm. listeners, uh, Colin and Brittany are really good friends of ours. Um, we've known them for a while, so I wasn't meaning to dismiss Colin <laughs> just then. When I was like, Colin, her husband, <laughs> he's actually a really good friend. Um, anyway, Fair. good distinction. Uh, in the late nineties, uh, Dana had a heart surgery, uh, because of medical issues mm. And he is currently doing stand-up in Sacramento, uh, and he's very active on Twitter. He also has Facebook and Instagram, where he posts art. Um, hey, good for him! Yeah, and he's doing. And uh, right. she says that she has seen him on like a few uh, late-night talk shows. Um, nice. She good. is also um, um, talking about merch, and if we would like a sample of any merch. Uh, just let her let her know the our shirt sizes, and she'll give us some examples. Also, what color would we want the shirts to be? For for shirts for the show. Oh, for for us for a crappy Hollywood remix. Yeah. What? Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, that was um, it was something that she brought up in her um first email. But I oh. neglected to read that because I suck. Um, <laughs> but hey, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but that's that's uh. Thank you, Brittany, for sending us some emails. Uh, hopefully we, hopefully we um touched on everything that you wanted us yeah. to. Uh, the color. What color would we want the shirts? Probably black and like gold. Probably. Yeah, probably, yeah, black with, like, gold print. Yeah, that's, like, our, that's our logo, right? Just, like, the logo. Yeah. (laughs) That's our logo, That's our logo, right? right? I don't, I don't know. I think. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, uh, email corner. That's the email corner time. Email corner. We'll come, we'll come up with a name. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you again. And if, if anyone else wants to send in, uh, emails, we will read them on the air and we will exclude anything you don't want us to read. Um, but, uh, you can email us at crappy Hollywood reboots at gmail.com. And we really appreciate it. That is crappy Hollywood reboots at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. Um, it'll be on the test. Yeah, it will. And you, it's 25% of your grade listeners yeah and hey, anyway i mean technically you can you can pass you can still pass you can with a 75 yeah. if if you just completely fail it yeah. but you have to yeah you have to pass everything else with with flying colors, flying so. colors. 
Yeah, I wouldn't chance it. Well, I wouldn't chance it. Write it down. CrappyHollywoodReboots at gmail.com. That's CrappyHollywoodReboots at gmail.com. And this bit has gone it on. It has. Too long. All right. Let's get right into it, my boy. <laughs> Let's get into it, my my child. My dude. <laughs> All right. Um, who? Who? Who went first last week? Great question. Mm. You I did. did. Yeah, with Gremlins. I I did with Gremlins. Well, all right. Um, my movie this week is Uh-oh. based on a video game, so it's gonna go really is really swell. Um, yeah. Oh boy. Um, it's one that we've kind of talked about, um, just briefly. Um, mm-hmm. and oh man, it it is probably the movie that has the least amount of substance that I've pitched. Um, oh, and that movie is Guitar Hero, the movie. <laughs> You've done it. I've done it. You've done it. You fi- you finally made the Guitar Hero movie. Yeah, I have. Um, fun fact: Brett Ratner, who uh, directed X Men Three: The Last Stand, the the best one. Yeah, the best one. Yeah, he... the one that everyone. Loves. <laughs> he um pitched a Guitar Hero movie. <laughs> uh-huh. And um, was just like, I would really love to make this movie. Um, and he talked about it being like this kid who wins this tournament and he becomes the Guitar Hero. That's literally the pitch that he gave. And that is not the, <laughs> the, the pitch that I'm giving. <laughs> What you disagree with with Ratner? <laughs> yeah, I I have to. I know that um that he is just right up there with the greats, but um legendary filmmaker. But boy, my my movie probably isn't a lot better in retrospect. <laughs> hey, that's good. Um, this is crappy Hollywood reboots. But anyway, my my movie. First of all, it's a musical, but it's like a jukebox musical. Um. Ooh, in that, so we're gonna get some like Rock of Ages stuff in oh here. Oh boy, oh boy, howdy, are we? Um, oh, so it revolves around three centralized characters: um, mm-hmm. Axel, Judy, and Johnny. Uh, Axel Steele, Judy Nails, and Johnny Napalm, which are playable Oof. playable characters in Guitar Hero. If you are a uh, an avid fan. Um, and yeah. I've I've played around with uh, casting on this. Um, oh boy! Because it, because it is such like a music central movie. I wanted to put musicians in the roles, and I had a really mm-hmm. hard time doing this. That'd um, be tough. Um. So I've honestly I don't know who Axel's gonna be. Axel is pretty much the like the main hero of the of the uh-huh. story. Um uh-huh. and Okay. I I wanted it to be someone that everyone knew, but the thing is, um my my good friend, I'm not really into like this is gonna sound super hipster. I'm not really into like mainstream music, so I don't know. Ooh. Did you 
Did you adjust your glasses as you said that? <laughs> did you uh did you sip your Americana? Uh, yeah, but I'm just not I'm not like into anything that's on the no, radio. I, I get it. You you have very uh what's the word? Niche interests? I do. I, like when it comes to music. I'm really picky yeah. about music. Um Hey man, you 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 have a standard. I do. So. I do. Can't can't give you crap for having a standard, right? But so for Axel Steel, I don't really know, but he is the guitar player mm. of the band, so probably, um, like a famous pop guitarist or something. I don't know. Um, mm. Judy Nails was kind of this is kind of on the nose, but it's uh mm. Haley Williams of Paramore fame. She's the oh, yeah. singer, and I thought that would just be perfect mm. um, because Haley or Judy Nails would be the um singer of the group um yeah johnny napalm i was running into the same problem um just because mm-hmm. i don't know who's popular right now um yeah but probably like the lead singer of imagine dragons <laughs> or oh yeah but he's very like the the character itself johnny napalm is like this he's the mohawk like spike mohawk character um, uh-huh. But I'm tossing their likenesses out the window for this movie. Um, oh yeah, so that of any fan is um, already angry. already angry. Um, Just walking in, yeah. And then there are two other characters in the movie who show up later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Knox, who is um, a like studio artist, he joins the band later on in the movie. And uh-huh. uh, he plays the rhythm guitar, and I've casted that as Jack White, um, yeah, of the White Stripes yep. and his solo projects and um, stuff like that. And then there is an yeah. uh, um, record executive who is played by Paul Giamatti. Um, Ooh. Um, Oh yeah. Uh Dan Reynolds is the uh lead singer of Imagine Dragons. That just popped into my head. Okay. Um Well, there you go. But that's the cast. So um let's move on to the to the plot, shall we? Mm. So mm. Let, we shall. <laughs> Axel is in a band with his friends Judy and Johnny, and they like really want to hit the big time. They're like right now they're just like this garage band. And they play cover mm-hmm. songs, but um, they're not, they're original songs with air quotes, um, but they're cover songs. Um, we would recognize them, um, mm-hmm. just because to keep like the guitar hero thing, the main plot of the first game, um, is that you are a cover band. Um, and yeah. the, that's why like the, um, songs don't sound like the masters of the original songs. It's because they're supposed mm-hmm. to be a cover band. Um, but they play a lot of uh, shows with their original music and they start to gain some traction locally and they become really big um, mm-hmm. and they b- gain the attention of Louie who is the record executive um, Paul Giamatti yeah and okay. he basically signs them on the spot um, and it's this really shady deal um, or we as the audience recognize it as that, and they make them sign. He makes them sign a contract. Um, mm-hmm. uh, 
they tell he like tells them that they have really like real talent and they want to hook he wants to hook them up with Eddie Knox who is Jack White. Um yeah. and they'll get even more famous because he already has this big following. He just got out of this mm-hmm. band, so if they add this guitarist to their band, they'll gain even more traction than they already did. And so mm-hmm. they sign. And so the band is making it big, and and they're playing a lot of shows, and um, things are like seem really good for them. And yeah, um, they're wondering why because it's happening so quickly, and um, they they are playing way better than they've ever played, and um, like Axel is becoming this big big star now this big like guitarist that everyone envies and judy's becoming this singer that just has this incredible range and johnny napalm is play like shredding up the bass guitar and Uh they're like this is weird um let's talk to louis about maybe trying to self-produce for a little bit or like we need to take a break. We need to go back to our roots. We need to yeah, just be present for a little bit. And so they talk mm-hmm. to Louie and he's like, no, I'm making way too much money off of this. Like, I need you <laughs> to keep making records. Um, yeah. And so Axel is a little suspicious about this and so he's like i want to get out of the deal like i'm going to um call my lawyers if if this doesn't work out and like this big spat mm-hmm. happens and we eventually find out that louis is the devil <laughs> um <laughs> well yeah um because you know guitar hero 3 yeah louis is the devil um yep so Louis like you can't <laughs> you can't get out of this you signed in blood um mm-hmm. and so Axel's like well if I can beat you at a guitar battle then can we get this done with and then Louis mm-hmm. like okay well you'll never beat me uh so I'm going to yeah. up the stakes um since mm-hmm. you want to be a little jerk about this if <laughs> if I win then I get to keep keep your souls like i i mm. get to take your souls and keep them and so yeah axel's like all right <laughs> and um <laughs> okay and so you know they battle um axel wins inevitably and uh, because he's the guitar hero and i i want there oh. i want there to be a um I just pictured this, but I want I want like a close up on mm-hmm. like Judy and Johnny and Eddie, um, yeah, in like like this group, and then it zooms in on their faces and like pans, and then it eventually yeah. lands on one of them, and they just go, mm-hmm. "He's the guitar hero." Um, oh, oh, <laughs> Ugh. wouldn't that be great? Oh. <laughs> Ooh, I would leave. <laughs> I'd walk right out. But like, I'd be like, nope. you know, Axel, like his guitar starts glowing like green, red, yellow, yeah. blue, and orange, and mm. you know, he, he's like, 
glowing. Um, yeah. But he eventually wins, and they all uh, go back to the garage and make music um, by themselves. But, um, but at the end of the movie, before it ends, before Uh-oh. the credits roll, it mm-hmm. zooms in on Axel's eyes, and they turn red. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. That's the end of the movie. Uh-oh. Uh, oh. I I love the fact that that ending is totally ambiguous. Yeah. Like. <laughs> it's a Guitar Hero like, movie. <laughs> people are going to be like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, they're going to walk out and be like, wait, was he the devil? <laughs> like, wait, was he possessed? I don't. I don't understand. What? Why did his eyes glow red? And that's, that is. Ooh. They, they would do. They would pull something I like know. that. That's just like it's just like some ambiguous why? dumb stuff that you're just like I don't understand what that means. <laughs> like you, you look at it, you're like, oh, cool. bro. Like as I w- and then you think about it, and you're like, wait. Yeah. What? As I was writing it, um, I was like sitting on the couch, um, <laughs> and I, I was writing it, and then I was about to like close my my um my notebook and be like, okay, mm-hmm. it's done, and then I like. I was like, no. <laughs> and opened it back and just wrote it down and died laughing. <laughs> I just, I love that. That's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So that's that. Well, there you go. That's how Guitar Hero the movie is going to get. Yeah. They're really going to get Paul Giamatti. Yeah. To, pl- to play the devil. <laughs> yeah. I never thought in my, in all my years... Paul Giamatti would play the devil. Yeah, and they'll definitely get Haley Williams and Jack White in into it, and Dan Reynolds. Oh, they'll love it. Yeah, they'll love it. And uh, whoever's going to play Axel. Yeah, Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, he's probably he's he'd probably he'd do probably it. be the one to do yeah. it. I'm not I'm not sure why they haven't made a rock a. Guitar Hero, almost said rock band. Well, a Guitar Hero movie. Because they they with... they missed their chance. Is is the whole thing? They that's true. Jack Black is Jack Black is older now. Well, and and Guitar Hero's fame like peaked in oh, two thousand eight. Yeah. It's, it's kind of out now. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they tried to revive it like a couple of years ago, and it tanked. Uh, same with Rock Band. Uh, rhythm games like Rhythm Rock Band games are or rock band style games are completely out now. Mm. Um, Which, honestly, I never got into rhythm-based games. I love rhythm games <laughs> so much. Well, point of contention. But, I, I mean, um, I'm also, like, I, I'm also a musician, so it, it really... That's fair. It really... And I, and I'm not. <laughs> so, yeah. there you go, kids. Yeah. It, it kind of, honestly, Guitar Hero probably, if it wasn't for Guitar Hero, I probably wouldn't play guitar now, Whoa. which is is crazy. That's, that's kind of huge. Yeah. And, uh, well, and I've, I mean, you know, I'm, I make music, um, so. Yeah. Trace is an independent singer-songwriter. I am. Um, look him up when his, when his album hits iTunes. Yeah. When he drops it, <laughs> it's going to be number one. It's going to be number uh yeah, one thousand. Um. Uh, one thousand on the scale of one to one thousand on how awesome it is. <laughs> there you go. 
unconditional love and support for your singer-songwriting. Oh, thank you. I wasn't mm, fishing anyway. for that at all. Anyway. Well, that concludes our episode of... <laughs> nah. But, um... You know, while we're on the topic of video game movies... No. I'm gonna switch us on oh, over okay. to... No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's worse. Okay, I can't wait. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. We're gonna go from video game movies to a genre of movie... Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. ...that has... Zero good movies. Okay. What? What? I'm talking none. Okay. I, yeah, like, get ready for this. And I'll ask you. I'll be like, name a movie in this genre that's good. And you won't be able to say anything. I can't wait. Um. So I already knew this was going to happen, basically, because Ready Player One came out. And there was a huge uh, nod to this franchise. Okay. Um, but, uh, so this is, this is going to happen. And there is zero chance it's going to be good. Uh, ready for this? Yep. Mobile Suit Gundam. Okay. <laughs> yep. Think about it. Has there been a single good Hollywood movie based on an anime or a manga? <sighs> I'll wait. I'll wait. Um, Go ahead. Um... Nope. <laughs> yeah. I'll, hey, I'll name I'll name some uh, bad ones for you. It hit me with them. Uh, I bet I can too. Death. Alongside you. Death Note. Yep. Uh, Dragon Ball Evolutions. We. That's not a real movie. <laughs> <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. <sighs> uh, Speed Racer. Oof. Uh, if we count. If we count Last Airbender, oh. Avatar Last Airbender, as as anime, I don't think it counts. It doesn't. But a lot of people kind of shove it in this category. It, it, it kind of is. Um, it's animation. Um, yeah. It's it's anime-inspired. Uh, I will tell you this, though, uh, I guess. listeners, um, and you, Casey. Mm. Hollywood may destroy live-action um, anime movies, but there there mm. is... Um, a Death Note movie that is very good and it is live action. It's just not American. So see, that's the thing. Uh, that that's what I, that's actually my next point. I was going to say. Keep in mind, I'm talking American yeah. Hollywood remakes of anime and manga because I don't know a ding dang thing about Japanese movies yeah. or other movies based on based on uh, this show. Yeah, and 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 listeners, if if you know of any of any movies. Uh, American-made movies in this category that we are missing, please, and they're good. Please let us know because you're wrong. Please let us know because yeah, because I doubt you. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, yeah, you might come to us and say, "Hey, hey, the Japanese uh, live-action remake of uh, Attack on Titan was good." Yeah. And I'll say, I don't know. <laughs> sure. If, it may be. Yeah. It's not a Hollywood movie, is my point. Yeah. So, um, also, Gundam, uh, Gundam, didn't know, is super influential in the giant fighting robot genre. Uh, it's not, like, the first ever anime to be in the field, yeah. uh, but it's still a pretty big player in the genre. Yeah. And, um, it, it basically, uh, it became really big in the, in the West. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's giant fighting robots. What's not to love? Yeah. Are you kidding? 
so obviously Hollywood's gonna make a movie out out of it, and obviously it's gonna suck <laughs> horribly. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing. I'm actually going to be talking about a franchise of three movies. Ooh. Um, don't worry. I'm going to skim over the plot a little bit because there's there's a lot. The original Mobile Suit Gundam is f- uh, 40 episodes? Yeah. Um, it's like 40 episodes, 20 minutes each. There's a lot of material. There is. Um, and I actually uh, watched the whole thing over the summer. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's it's actually really good. Um, it hits on a lot of themes. Like, the main character actually goes through post-traumatic stress disorder, like, during the series, because he's killed people in battle. Like, it's it gets rough. Wow. Um, his mother abandons him because he's a soldier. Uh, it's it, it hits pretty hard at some points. So, you know... Without that, it goes without saying that none of that is going to be in this movie, right? In these three movies, um, oh, uh, the Japanese when they uh, when the Japanese adapted Mobile Suit Gundam into uh, into movies, yeah, uh, they split it into three movies. So it's sort of a tradition now to split the Gundam franchise into three movies. Yeah. So um, so wait, we get, it, it, we're, we're gonna have it. In Japan, huh? did they make live action ones, or were, are you talking about like? Oh uh, no, they just they basically took the they took the anime yeah. and um and sort of adapted it to movies. Oh, okay, and and so the the movies are like uh, amended are versions. The animations, yeah, are the same animations from the anime. Okay, um, just. Uh, some things are different. Some plot lines are skipped over. Right. Okay. Things like that. Okay. Uh, some some things are shortened. Sure. Um, so let me let me set the let me set the scene. Uh, this is set in the year 0079, which this is in the Gundam calendar. Um, so it's not a not a real year. Oh, it's not. Um, oh. And I'll fight you. <laughs> um, in 0079, Earth has a bunch of colonies, uh, space colonies, um, but one has seceded from Earth. And this colony is called the Principality of Zeon. Mm-hmm. And Zeon, uh, Zeon in the anime is is very heavily based on both um, the South in the American Civil War mm-hmm. and the Nazis in World War II. Cool. Um, so there, it's pretty cool. There's a lot of historical stuff, a lot of historical homages going on. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Um, but Zeon launches a war of independence against the Earth Federation, and this war. Uh, comes to be called the One Year War, and so uh, Zeon. Even though Zeon's uh, just a small colony, uh, they start gaining up the upper hand against the Federation because they start making these giant fighting robots called mobile suits. Yeah, and so Zeon has mobile suits while the Earth Federation does not, and so Zeon starts gaining the upper hand because they've got these giant fighting robots. Um, about half of all humanity perishes in the conflict. Um, and the war kind of settles into this bitter stalemate for about eight months. And so, um, the, the story of Mobile Suit Gundam picks up, uh, at the end of this stalemate, uh, basically when the action starts again. And so it starts with, um, the Federation's brand new warship, the White Base, uh, arriving at a secret research base, uh, in a, in one of the Earth Federation colonies, to pick up the Earth Federation's newest weapon. 
And so the the white base is going to be loaded with the, this newest weapon. They're going to take it to Earth. Um, however, as they're loading it, as they're loading the weapon, uh, they uh, you find that they are closely followed by Xeon forces. Oh, no. Uh, the Xeon spies attack the colony and kill a lot of the Federation crew and civilians in the process. Um, yeah, this is about the time you meet a citizen named Amuro Ray, who is about 15, and Amuro, I'm going to have played by uh, Noah Schnapp of Stranger Things. Uh, he played Will. Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, we're going to have Amuro. And uh, Amuro accidentally finds the Federation's new prototype, uh, prototype weapon, uh, the one that they're going to load on the white base, called the RX-78 Gundam. Uh, which is a which is a brand new mobile suit, uh, never never seen battle, brand new thing. Amuro gets in, and uh, use, using the manual that's in the in the cockpit, he destroys the spies. And so White Base is uh, White Base is struggling. The Earth colony is falling to bits, and so um, the White Base sets out with a newly formed crew of civilian recruits and refugees from the colony. Mm -hmm. And so um, White Base is setting out, and it's it. there are zero Federation forces on board. They're all civilians. Um, and that's kind of how the story begins. And um, most of Mobile Suit Gundam sort of follows the White Base as it travels uh, in its journey to survive, okay. and as its citizens attempt to... Um, attempt to become soldiers in order to survive. Right, and so they're led by Commander Bright, who is a uh, who's a civilian officer who's who's just doing he's doing his best. <laughs> he he's he's trying, um, and in the in the series he does great. Like he he becomes a great leader. He becomes a respected leader. Uh, I'm gonna have him played by. Uh, I don't know why, but I could see Lee Pace in this role. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of a role in which Lee Pace had a, like, regular face. Because uh, he played Ronan the Accuser in Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. He played the Elf King in the Hobbit movies. Yeah. Um, if you saw Pushing Daisies, he played Ned, the, the main guy. Yeah, he, I, he, um, in, in a, he's kind of just now becoming some, like, bigger. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, heavy set eyebrows. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, I'm having Lee Pace fill that role. Um, Frau Bo is another character. She's Amro's close friend. And she's going to be played by a kid actor. <laughs> Cop out. Um, there's Kai, who is sort of the civilian who, like, starts out the show just like this total wimp. Like, he's willing to sell out everyone just to save his own skin. Yeah. But by the end of the series, he is he is uh, one of the bravest on the crew. He is launching straight into the attack, saving others. Uh, I'm going to have him played by Bill Skarsgård, okay. um, who played Pennywise in It. Yes. Um, let me tell you, do, if you look at Bill Skarsgård, he uh, and this is this is no slight or anything to to anybody, but Bill <laughs> Skarsgård looks like a young Steve Buscemi. He does. He very like, much does. He. I don't. I don't know why. I feel like they could play father and son. Um, anyway, He's a great actor. <laughs> that, 
too. Off topic. Do what? He's, Bill Skarsgård? Yeah. Yes. And, I mean, Steve Buscemi as well. Yes, but him as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, along with Kai, we have Hayato, who is another of Amuro's close friends, uh, who is also a kid actor. <laughs> so we're getting out of that. Uh, we have a guy named Ryu. Ryu is sort of the lovable comic relief uh, who actually gets killed during the show. Spoiler alert. Oh my gosh. Uh, he he gets killed saving the rest of the crew. Yeah. And we're going to have him played by Michael Pena. Yes. Um, from from Ant-Man. the Ant-Man movies. Yeah. And, uh, amongst other things. Uh, but most famous right now for Ant-Man. Um, so we're going to have him play Ryu. So everyone will be really sad when he dies. Uh... There's Mirai, who... Mirai is the stoic navigator of the group. Um, she's basically the one at the helm. And we're going to have her played by Brianna Hildebrand. Okay. Who was a Negasonic Teenage Warhead <laughs> in Deadpool. Yes. Um, because she's just... She is stone-faced. Yeah. Like, she can play stoic. Yeah, she's great, too. Um, she, she's very straight-humored. So I think uh, I think she could do well in this part. Um, and then we have Sayla, and Sayla is sort of this, she sneaks her way onto white, sh- onto white base, mm-hmm. um, not a lot of people know anything about her, uh, and you find out some, some mysterious secrets about her later, um, and so I think I'm gonna have her played either by Chloe Grace Moritz, or, uh, Cara Della, Cara Della Vigne? Vigne? I don't know how to pronounce her last name, <laughs> but, um... Uh, she was in uh, buh, 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 buh. the the space movie with yeah with um, um, with Don the De, Green Goblin Don De Haas yeah <laughs> Dane Dane De, Dane De yeah um uh, Valerian I can't remember Valerian that. And is the uh, movie Valerian that's it that's it couldn't think of it I was like some big space word yeah. and she was the bad guy in Suicide Squad so oh that really good movie there you go mm-hmm. hot take. Uh, anyway, before we get off on that, um, and so that's the crew. Uh, and so on their journey, the white base members encounter the, um, this frequent bad guy, uh, Zeon Lieutenant Commander Shar Aznable. And Shar Aznable is probably the most iconic character from, from Gundam. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's sort of this blonde guy with long hair always wears either a mask or, like, sunglasses to cover his eyes. Um, in the first series, he wears a helmet and, like, is always decked in red. And he sort of starts this tradition of the gut, the blonde guy in red is always the bad guy. Uh, <laughs> and, like, seriously, in every incarnation of Gundam, the, the, guy in, the blonde guy in red is always the bad guy. Um, and so Char is... <sighs> We're going to have him played by Alex Pettifer. Okay. Um, he was in I Am Number Four and Beastly. Oh, he's not been in a lot. Yeah, and apparently not um, a lot of good stuff. Not not lately. Uh, that was kind of his like breakout roles yeah. a while back. Uh, that's the thing is I feel like they're gonna just find some random dude to play Sean. Well, I mean, and it's not gonna be. I good. mean, if it's him, then you know that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I feel like they're well because I I had trouble finding young blonde actors who are in good movies. <laughs> Is that weird to say? Like, I mean, that's I could not think of 
a young blonde actor, like male actor, who'd been in a lot of really good stuff, who fits the Char profile. Yeah. I mean, and so Alex Pettifer's the closest I can find, and I feel like when they make the Mobile Suit Gundam movie, they're gonna try and give Char to some guy who is either trying to restart his career or is trying to start his career at all. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So, um, anyway, weird casting aside, um, Char, Char keeps popping up and he keeps antagonizing Amuro in battle, yep. uh, with his own mobile suit. He's nicknamed the Red Comet because he's just so fast in battle, he's unbeatable. And, uh, but Amuro is the only one who's able to, like, put up a fight against Char. And it's kind of weird, because you're like, why is Amuro so good? Like, he's he's a kid, and he just got started with the mobile suit? So there are things going on. Um, and then you... But it's revealed that Char has an even deeper scheme, that he's actually using the one-year war as a way to gain vengeance on the Xeon royalty. Um, Char's real name is Kazval. And Kazval is revealed to be the brother of Sela, the mysterious, uh, the mysterious woman on the white base. Okay. And so, I know, a lot of names. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, the, the big point here is Char, the bad guy, uh, his father founded the Xeon Nation, the bad guys. Whoa. Um, but his father was killed off by the Zabi family. The Zabi family rules Zeon now. And so the Zabi family kill off right. Char's dad. They assume uh they assume power and they were like, "Oh, he he died from old age. How weird is that? We're ruling." There's now. some Hamlet stuff happening. Yup. Yeah. Char is very Shakespearean in this, and I think that's why why he got so popular. Yeah. Um and so Char uh, by constantly pitting himself up against the white base, um, the Zabi family keep on because Shar is such a high commander in their in their forces. They keep sending out like um, like each of the the Zabi sons and daughters are high ranking generals in the war, mm. and so they keep going out to basically uh, control Shar in battle and and to like aid him in the fight uh, and. Basically, an example being the first son, Garma, uh, the first son, Garma, goes to aid Char in battle, and while the battle is going on, Char's like, hey, uh, take up this position over there, and Garma does so, but the position is, like, totally open to enemy attack, Yeah, and Garma gets shot down by the Earth Federation, and Char's like, oh, no... <laughs> Who could have, who could have foreseen this? <laughs> that is so strange. Uh, and he does it like three or four times. Um, and he just keeps on basically causing the deaths of the, of the sons and daughters of the Zeon family, uh, of the Zabi family. And so he betrays each of them in battle. Um, and so the war goes on. Amuro basically becomes hardened. Uh, battle hardened. He's a soldier, and Char develops a respect for him. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, blah blah blah. And so I, I I've cut. There is a plot line. Uh, 
where Char has an apprentice called Lala Soon. Mm-hmm. And Lala, you find out, is a psychic. Um, you find out over the course of Gundam that there are the, there's basically this new race of people called new types. Mm-hmm. And new types are people who have grown up in space all their lives, and because of their exposure to space, have developed psychic abilities. Okay. And so, yeah. Just like in real I know. life. It's, well, hey, this was written in the 70s. Uh, we'd just gone to space. Right. Um, so, uh, and this is, this is Gundam, man. Um, so, uh, in, in the show, there's, there's a character called Lala, and she's basically there to introduce the new type, um, the new type plotline, but I'm just cutting that because there's a lot of strange things there, and, um, I feel like the uh, Hollywood movies would just cut it anyway for some reason. Yeah. Um, and so, but you find out over the course of the series that, that Amaro is a new type and that he just has, he hasn't known it yet. Okay. And that's why he's so good in battle is because he's basically a psychic. He can predict the enemy's moves before they make them. Wow. And so, and that's why he's able to stand up to Shar, who, who just naturally has a fighting talent. Right. And so, um, finally, uh, Federation forces attack the final Zeon stronghold that is, uh, sort of the last resort of the Zeon forces. Um, and the Zeon, the head of the Zabi family goes to make peace with the Earth Federation and sort of like offer surrender. Um, but the, the oldest son of the Zabi family is like, I don't want to surrender now. So he fires, like, this particle beam cannon and vaporizes half the Earth fleet, including his own dad. Oh my gosh. And then takes over as the head of Zeon. Um, which, in the show, I was like, whoa! Okay. And um, so he does that, uh, but then his younger sister shows up and is like, hey, where's dad? And he's like, oh, he must have gotten vaporized in the blast. That's weird. I didn't know he was out there. Uh, and then the sister shoots him and gains control of the family. Um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, uh, Shakespearean backstabs and betrayals yeah, there. It is very Shakespearean. And, and so while that sort of family drama is going on, Char and Amaro are sort of having a final fight, a final showdown. And, um, Sela interrupts the fight and is like, hey, stop. We're on the same side. We both hate the Zabi family. Like, uh, Shar stopped killing Amaro because he's trying to he's trying to stop the zombies as well. Yeah. And Shar's like, "You're right. I've lost I've lost track of of my motivation of what I was doing. I've forgotten my true enemy." And Shar stops fighting. Uh, he goes he goes to where um, Kaisilia Zabi is the uh, sister who is now in control of the Zabi family. I forgot to cast her. Um, and Kaisilia is preparing to leave. And in the series, Char shoots her head off with a rocket-propelled grenade launcher. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> That's not great. It was nuts. Yeah, I was like, whoa! I mean, it's, it's taken... Uh, you don't, you don't see it. I mean, if you, like, play it through in slow motion, you see it and you're like, Whoa! <laughs> Um, but it plays so fast yeah. that you're just like, I think, I think she got her head taken off. Yeah. Um, that sounds like something which, like a little kid would say. 
Like, he's like, I'm going to sh- get a rocket launcher and shoot your head off. Yeah. And so, uh, that was crazy. Yeah. And, um, and so the, the zombie family, well, the Zeon forces surrender because the zombie family are out of family members. Yeah. Uh, they're all dead now. Um, so the Zeon forces surrender to the Earth Federation forces. The one year war ends. Uh, Amara reunites with his comrades. Uh, Shard disappears as a fugitive, mm-hmm. uh, and is not found. Um, so you, he just disappears. And uh, Amaro and his friends go back to Earth. And that's the end of Mobile Suit Gundam. And that's going to take place over three movies. Wow. Um, and that that is like the bare bones of the plot. I, I did not even talk about uh, all of the enemies that they face. I mean, it's a series of 40 episodes. Yeah. So there's a... There's a lot there. There's a lot of material to yeah, draw up. And I mean, once they're done with uh, that, they have several more seasons that they can. Oh, yeah. Gundam, I mean, Gundam started in the 70s. Yeah. And I don't think, I, there hasn't been a decade since that hasn't had a revival of Gundam. Yeah. There are, there are literally like 50 something series yeah. of Gundam. And there's like a kid's cartoon as well. Which uh, a lot of a lot of Gundam fans have really taken to uh, disowning that. Yeah, one. I um, uh, they do not like my that. cousin and I, Tyler. Uh, we um, we grew up watching that show, and oh really? Yeah, and um, I mean, we watched Mobile Suit too, and it would come on Toonami. Um, oh really? Yeah, oh. but I was less into it, and he was a lot more into it. So. Um, he, ah. He'll probably really like this episode if he listens. You better listen, Tyler. I'm calling you out. <laughs> Tyler, we're calling you out. <laughs> listen, this is the one about Gundam. I don't know if you know this by now. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, uh, that sounds... It actually sounds pretty decent. <laughs> yeah, I I think that... I, I purposefully made the casting a little weird. Yeah. Um, because that's what they're going to do. They're going to miscast. It's a, it's a movie based on an anime. Yeah. Well, first off, whitewash. Let me tell you, if I had to cast this for real, it would be hard. Yeah. Um, because I don't, I wouldn't know where to begin with casting an anime like these with some of these characters. Yeah. Um, a lot of them don't fit uh, stereotypical roles in modern day cinema. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't know where to cast. I them. think that. Uh, the way you went about it makes sense for Hollywood. It's like, you know, people who are really famous right now, people who um, haven't yeah. been in anything in a bit, you know, people who yeah. are starting out. That's exactly how they would cast this. Yeah, and it's, dude, it's going to be Bupkis. Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, does Mobile Suit Gundam, Ooh. that's going to be good. It, I, um, I'm sorry. That was a complete lie. It's it's not going to be good. I don't know why I said <laughs> that, that was a complete lie. I lied to you. <laughs> I completely lied just now. Um. um yeah. So, yeah. I was trying. I had something else to say about Gundam, but I can't remember it now. Um. Well, it's gone. Oh, well. <laughs> Goodbye. I thought. Um. Oh. Whoa. Oh. What I was going to say. Um, seriously, the series is good. Um, sometimes they'll make the villain actually a super likable good guy. Yeah. 
uh, so that when he dies, you feel terrible. You still feel it, yeah. That's yeah, awesome. there's a there's a pair of characters, uh, like who are who are military commanders, uh, and like husband and wife, uh, in the Zeon forces, and like they treat their men well. They're super. They're super good people, um, but they die in battle against Amuro, and you're like, oh, oh, this is awful. <laughs> Like, the, the husband dies, and the wife is like, we're going to lead a suicide squadron against the white base and take them out for what they've done. Yeah. And so you feel terrible, because you're like, I want to root for the heroes, but at the same time, <laughs> these people are, like, sacrificing their lives for the honor of the commander that they loved. Like, it's dark and deep, and you, like, actually feel things. You're like, what is this? <laughs> this, is me- this is making me feel bad. <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, I don't remember a whole lot about it. Um, I yeah. mean, I, I've heard great things, obviously. I mean, you've you've talked about it with me before, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> I'm just not a huge anime person. But it, if, if you're listening and um, you like what you heard, go seek out Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, did you like what? Did you like what you hear here? <laughs> you... You should you should watch the show. No, you should watch some MSG. Watch it. Go find it on a on your local anime streaming yeah. service. Um, <clears throat> before before we end um, this beautiful episode, we have something that we have to announce because guess what, people? Guess what, baby? Next week is our second theme week. Ooh. <laughs> and um Casey, do you do you wanna do you wanna what I like to do the honors? Yeah, would you like to pull the blanket Ooh. off? Pull the sheet? I I will. Drum roll please. Boom 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 our theme week for this week is Walmart Bargain Bin. So what we're gonna do? We're going to go to Walmart, mm-hmm. um, so each of us. <laughs> We're going to dive our hand deep, deep into the bottom of the of the recesses of the Walmart bargain bin. You know, that $5 bin. Or sometimes, Ten. if you're really pushing it, the, three, oh, the $375 bin. Yeah. Um, reach deep into the dark recesses of the $375 bin. Grab on to what will be a crappy Hollywood <laughs> reboot in the making and pull it out to see the light of day. Yep. And uh, we're going we're uh, we're going to turn it into a crappy Hollywood reboot. We're going to turn it into an episode for you for you guys, for you people before your very ears. <clears throat> yeah, and we we, well, we have a few rules. Not quite. We have a couple. Yes. Um mm-hmm. if if we put our hands in and we pull out um, let's say Rocky. Um, that's kind of off limits because it's being rebooted. Um, mm-hmm. if it's already in the yeah. process of being rebooted, like like it's happening right yeah. now, uh, like there are trailers for yeah. it. Um, so like we're not going to. So do like it since since weird. the Creed movies are con- kind of a continuation or like a, a side uh, movie franchise, yeah. um, then that's off limits. Um. Yeah. And if we dip our hands in and we pull out a movie that like no one knows, um, including Hollywood, yeah. if it's forgotten, yeah. then we will we won't uh, reboot it. Um, 
And we get if I if I reach in and pull out like uh, Scamper the Penguin, yeah, I we're not going to reboot that because <laughs> literally no one knows no one about knows. Scamper the Penguin. Yeah. Look it up; it's a real thing. <laughs> Scamper the Penguin. You thought he just made that up, but in fact, it's real. Um, you thought I made it up. <laughs> Turns out it was actually a childhood movie that I watched over and over to make my parents angry. <laughs> but um, man, were they real mad? Yeah. Scamper the penguin, but that will be that will be episode ten. Um, episode ten, the big one zero. Yeah, Walmart bargaining followed shortly by a direct to DVD. Yes, which we will talk about something that I don't want to yeah. spoil. We'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. We're not. Go- yeah, we're not going to release information on the direct yeah. DVDs. Um, uh, we like to keep that a surprise. Yes, but. Um, maybe uh, Casey and I will document our journeys to Walmart, or uh, and post them on our social medias, or um, we will um, not. Cue the outro. Well, those those are those are the only two options. <laughs> All right, and cue it. Cue the outro. Do it. Crappy Hollywood's reboot.